1: Markets, headlines, and breaking news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Bloomberg Business app, and at Bloomberg Quick Take. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash.
2: And I'm Karen Moscow, and U.S. Stock Index futures are mixed this morning. We go to the first word breaking news desk for today's morning call. Here's Bill Maloney. Bill, good morning.
3: And good morning, Karen. Like you said, U.S. futures are trading mixed right now. With Dow futures higher by 73 points. Sesame's gained six. And NASDAQ futures are down by 17. The U.S. 10-year yield at 2.72%. Gold is down. Oil is climbing. And Bitcoin is lower by 2%. Shanghai rose half a percent overnight, while European markets are also in the green this morning. And back in the U.S. on the economic front at 8.30, GDP and initial as claims. After the bell last night, Snowflake reported, said slower sales growth will continue. And NVIDIA says that China lockdowns hurt their forecast. Regarding earnings this morning, look for Dollar General, Dollar Tree and Macy's to report in the pre-market. And in deal news, Elon Musk boosted the aggregate equity commitment for Twitter to $33.5 billion Wrapping things up, Cardinal Health was cut to equal weight at Barclays. Lululemon raised overweight at Morgan Stanley. And Kraft Heinz was downgraded to sell over at UBS. Live from the first for Bacon News Desk, I'm Bill Maloney. Karen?
2: All right, Bill, thank you. And here live breaking news over your Bloomberg-type squawk on your terminal, SQUAWK also watching Southwest this morning after it raised its second quarter operating revenue growth forecast. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Now here's Michael Barr with more on what's going on around the world. Michael.
4: Karen, thank you very much. Across the country, law enforcement and school officials are ramping up security in the wake of the Texas shooting. Had left 19 school children and two teachers dead. The retired police officer killed while trying to stop the gunman in a racist attack at a Buffalo supermarket was laid to rest. Aaron Salter was posthumously promoted to lieutenant and awarded the Medal of Honor. Another big plane load of baby formula has arrived in the United States to help ease the shortage worried parents are facing. We will head to an Allentown, Pennsylvania distribution center. In the NBA playoffs, the Celtics beat the Heat. Boston is now a game away from advancing to the finals. In baseball, the Yankees shut out the Orioles two zip. The Giants beat the Mets, the Red Sox lost, the Nationals, and A's won. Global news, 24 hours a day, on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr, and this is Bloomberg. Karen.
2: All right, Michael Barr, thank you. It is 6.49 on Wall Street. We turn to news and science and technology now with a Bloomberg NJIT STEM report brought to you by New Jersey Institute of Technology, one of the nation's leading polytechnic universities and a top military-friendly school. Learn more at njit.edu slash veterans. And now here's us making news in science, technology, engineering, and math. Countries are redeveloping abandoned croplands at an unsustainable rate, according to a report published in the journal Science Advanced. The new study says abandoned croplands need to be left alone to regrow forests and reconstitute ecosystems. If they are put to use too soon, it jeopardizes the land's contributions to reducing CO2. Boeing Starliner commercial space vehicle returned from a six-day sojourn to the International Space Station. It's an advance in the company's effort to provide NASA with a second option for transporting astronauts. The Uncrid Starliner separated from the ISS early Wednesday and touched down at 4.49 p.m., local time at white sands missile range in southern new mexico and the uk's antitrust watchdog started a new investigation into google the investigation comes over suspicions the company may have abused its dominant position across its ad tech that goes to the heart of its business model that's the bloomberg njit stem report john all
5: right thanks karen we are live for the bloomberg interactive broker studios it is now 651 on wall street Time to check what's going on in D.C. Some of the top stories in our nation's capital include President Biden urging action on guns as he signs an order on police reform. Uh, Chuck Schumer, she says slim prospects for gun legislation anytime soon. And the former president says he's going to attend the NRA Houston event after the Texas shootings. And then there's the Pennsylvania Republican Senate race going into an automatic recount. Let's take a deeper dive into some of these stories this morning with uh, Bloomberg TV Radio Washington correspondent, Anne-Marie Hordern. Anne-Marie, hey, how are you? Good, morning,
6: John? How are you?
5: Very good. Well, I think, uh, under the circumstances, the, the president urging action on guns. Uh, let's take a deeper dive. What, uh, what's he talking about? What are the prospects? Anything's actually going to happen.
6: Yeah, it's been a really tough uh, 24 hours for the nation. And, and the president didn't really explicitly say what needs to be done, but just again invoked uh his bully pulpit saying something has to be done in terms of does this country not have a backbone in standing up to the gun is what the president's words were. When you actually look at real changes, you know, we have been down this road so many times Um You know, most notably in 2012 after the Sandy Hook massacre of that elementary school. And right now, the one issue in Congress that potentially could be a starting point for bipartisan support are these red flag laws, which basically allows a family member or an individual from the law enforcement to go to the court and ask them to temporarily remove guns from an individual that is unstable and could be deemed a danger to society. So this has some bipartisan support. It is a law in 19 uh, country, uh, states, including Washington D.C. Many of these states took up these red flag laws laws after the Parkland shooting at that high school in Parkland, Florida. Uh, the issue is Senator Coons yesterday was a bit more pessimistic, saying, "You know, even if it got through the House, even if there's some bipartisan support in the Senate, you still have to get 10 Republican senators, and he's not sure you'll get all you get enough." To pass
5: this, is uh the the president is going to head to Texas at some point?
6: Yeah, he said he he and the first lady will be heading to Texas. Actually, she was at an event yesterday as well, and she said, "Of course, we'll go there." And John, you know, this is I think losing a child is quite personal for this president in the sense that he, he that's happened to him twice. He lost his adult son Beau, but he lost a, a very young baby daughter. In a car accident. So, this is something I think the president inter- internalizes the loss of the child, but obviously, this massacre, he wants to be able to greet see these families and show that he stands with them.
5: Okay. Um, the NRA still going ahead with uh, its Houston event after the the Texas shootings, and the uh, the list of attendees and speakers will include the former president. And it looks like the the message is already being honed that uh, well, this is the Democrats' fault because they have failed to uh, tackle mental health issues.
6: Yes, it depends who you ask in Washington, how you should approach. These shootings that really seems that only America deals
7: with
6: it is mean, mass shooting, and Republicans will say this is a mental health issue. I heard it yesterday as well, and that's what the president plans. Former President Donald Trump plans on saying at the NRA annual meeting in Houston uh, this weekend. He says America needs real solutions, real leadership in this moment, moment, not politicians and partisanship. That's another part of the debate, John. A lot of Republicans, we saw this yesterday with Governor Abbott as he had Beto O'Rourke approach him as he was speaking, saying it's not time to make this political. But Democrats say this is exactly the right time. We don't want to become numb to this. We don't want to move past this. Uh, so this is going to be, uh, you know, a, a fiery NRA moment given, and it's just four hours away from where this shooting in this elementary school took place.
5: Hey, Emory. Uh, from your perspective, down in the nation's capital, does this move the the needle at all in terms of issues that will uh, shape the midterm elections?
6: It's a good question. I, I don't think we know just yet. I think this, is what the Democrats would like it to. The president said a number of times we need to turn this pain into action. You know, is that a rallying call for Democrats to go out to vote? I think the Democrats want to use this. Also, the potential of Roe v. Wade being overturned in June. Uh, the issue is though Republicans are really going to want to hammer home the fact that consumer prices are at decades high. We have very high inflation, gasoline prices, grocery bills, etc But there is a potential for some people to, to change kitchen table issues like that and actually go out and vote potentially on abortion rights, but potentially on gun legislation.
5: And I, I just want to wrap up and hit, hit this one uh, quickly. The, uh, the, what's the update with the, the Pennsylvania, uh, primary race?
6: Good question. Too close to call still. So it goes into an auto, actually there's a Pennsylvania law that requires an automatic recount, um, when it is this close. So TBD, John.
5: Okay. Appreciate it. Good to talk to you. Bloomberg TV and Radio Washington correspondent Anne-Marie Hordern. Apologize for the line there. That's a little sketchy. Anyway, um, you can read more about these stories on Bloomberg.com or Bloomberg Terminal. Reminder, you can follow all the latest on Bloomberg Radio in Washington, D.C. That's Bloomberg 99.1 at 105.7 FM. HD two, and as we uh, look ahead to uh, the cash open, right now the futures they are in the green. The Dow futures up one hundred twenty-seven points. That's a rise of four tenths of a percent right now. S and P futures fourteen points higher. That's up four tenths of a percent, and the Nasdaq futures up twelve points. That is up a tenth of a percent. Apple uh, right now down one percent. Among the most actively traded shares, along with Nvidia shares, they are down five percent in the pre-market and the 10-year yield in the U- u.s the benchmark 273 that is now one basis point and just ahead bloomberg surveillance live from the world economic forum in davos switzerland with tom Keane and lisa abramowitz and for karen moscow i'm john tucker you've been listening to bloomberg daybreak It's 630 on Wall Street. Good morning. I'm John Tucker.
2: And I'm Karen Moscow. We're just about three hours away from the open of U.S. trading. Time for the five things you need to know to start your day. Brought to you by Interactive Brokers. Investment advisors switch to Interactive Brokers for lowest-cost global uh trading and turnkey custody solutions. No ticket charges and no conflicts of your interest at ibkr.com slash RIA. Up first, U.S. futures are higher, at least S&P futures. This after yesterday saw the S&P 500 climb about 1%. We've been up and down all week as traders assess the path of Fed policy. Jane Foley is head of FX Strategy at Rabobank. I think the Fed is more likely to go the full Monty. They need to get their credibility back. You know, there's been so many accusations over the last few months that they are behind the curve, that they could have acted sooner on inflation. Even some of their own have admitted that perhaps they should have started to hike before they did at the end of of last year to, to keep demand in check. Jane Foley at Rabobank sees dollar strength continuing. Minutes from the latest Fed meeting show officials looking to raise interest rates by 50 basis points at each of their next two decisions.
5: It's time to buy the dip in stocks. At least that's according to strategists at Citigroup who say shares in Europe and emerging markets are most attractive. Citi's bear market checklist currently warning on just 6 of 18 red flags. That compares to 13 red flags before the 2008 financial crisis.
2: And we also have fresh news from Apple. Sources say the company plans to keep iPhone production flat this year as the environment turns challenging for the smartphone industry. At the same time, Apple is boosting pay for its workers. The company is raising U.S. salaries by 10% or more as it faces a tight labor market in efforts to unionize. Shares are down more than 1%.
5: And Twitter gaining in pre-market trading after Elon Musk changed plans to fund his acquisition. Is no longer looking to use a margin loan for his $44 billion purchase of the social media company. And Bloomberg's Renita Young is here live with a story this morning. Good morning, Renita. Good
7: morning, John. A regulatory filing shows Elon Musk is providing an additional $6.25 billion in equity financing to buy out Twitter. That'll increase the size of the deal's equity component to $33.5 billion. And it's enough to eliminate the margin loan. Now, this new structure could reduce the risk of the deal for both Musk and his lenders, particularly given the recent slide in Tesla's stock price. Shares of Tesla have shrunk about 40 percent since Musk first announced his stake in Twitter in early April. Live in New York, I'm Renita Young, Bloomberg Daybreak.
2: All right, Renita, thank you. This update brought to you by Interactive Brokers, simple IBKR Global Trader app. Deposit in your local currency and trade stocks in the U.S., Europe, and Asia. Start your free trial at IBKR.com globaltrader Global Trader.
5: Thanks, Karen. 633 on Wall Street. And let's bring in Michael Barr now to tell us what else is going on in New York and around the
4: world. John, thank you, sir. Texas Governor Greg Abbott says a number of concerning social media posts were discovered by the gunman moments before the rampage began at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde. Twenty-one people died before the 18-year-old gunman was killed by law enforcement. Governor Rabbit brushed aside calls for strict gun legislation, noting that major cities have their own gun laws in place, but they don't work. And we need to realize that, that people who think that, well, maybe if we just implement s- tougher gun laws, it's going to solve it. Chicago and L.A. and New York disproved that thesis. During the news briefing, Beto O'Rourke, who is running against Abbott for governor, interrupted the news conference, saying this shooting was totally predictable. He was escorted out but told reporters outside, enough is enough.
8: The governor talks about mental health. It is insane that we allow an 18-year-old to go in and buy an AR-15. What the hell did we think he was going to do with that?
4: Peter O'Rourke says this is on all of us. New York Governor Kathy Hochul wants to raise the age for purchasing the type of firearms used in recent mass shootings in Buffalo and Texas. Governor Hochul says she wants to raise the legal purchasing age for AR-15 style rifles to 21. The governor says she held an emergency meeting with state police.
7: And I said, I want state police patrols visiting our schools, doing daily check-ins every single day from today to the end of the school year.
4: Governor Hochul, a man accused of randomly murdering a fellow passenger on a New York City subway train was denied bail during his first court appearance. Andrew Abdullah's lawyer urged the judge and the public not to rush to judgment. On the second anniversary of the death of George Floyd, President Biden signed an executive order to address police accountability.
3: The executive order raises standards, bans chokeholds, restricts no-knock warrants, tightens use of force policies to emphasize de-escalation, and duty to interview to stop another officer from using executive force.
4: President Biden also criticized the Senate for not passing reforms in the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. Eight of the ten largest cities in the U.S. lost population during the first year of the pandemic. New estimates released today by the U.S. Census Bureau show only Phoenix and San Antonio gain new residents from 2020 to 2021. New York led the way, losing more than 305,000 residents, or about 3.5% of its population in its 2020 era. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg QuickTech, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts from more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg, John.
5: Michael, thank you. It's now 630, 6 on Wall Street. Time down for the Bloomberg Sports Update. And here's Scott Seidenberg.
8: Good morning, John. Rookie J.P. Sears made his first big league start, tossing five scoreless innings as the Yankees blanked the Orioles 2 0. Both runs coming in the bottom of the fourth inning on a Miguel Andujar single and a throwing error. Prior to the game, the Yankees placed John Carlos Stanton on the 10 day IL. Aaron Boone, after the game, talked about the win with players stepping up. Yeah, I mean, it's been a tough couple days for us just, just with, you know, some people going down and things and really excited to see those guys step in and play key roles and help us get another series victory. It was a different story for the Mets rookie starter Thomas Sipaki who was roughed up in his first big league start. Evan Longoria homered twice. Jock Peterson went deep for the fourth time in two games as the Giants rout the Mets 9-3. Sipaki tagged for all nine runs on seven hits and three walks in just an inning and a third. The Mets losing back-to-back games for just the first time since April 10th and 11th. Hockey tonight. It's game five between the Rangers and the Hurricanes from Carolina with the series tied at two games apiece. NBA, the Celtics are one win away from the NBA Finals after a 93-80 win over the Heat last night in Miami. Tonight, the Warriors look to close out the Mavericks in Game 5 of the Western Finals. Tennis at the French Open. Rafael Nadal reached 300 Grand Slam match victories with his second-round win. Only Roger Federer with 369 and Novak Djokovic with 325 have more wins at major tournaments. I'm Scott Seidenberg with Bloomberg Sports. John?
5: All right, thanks, Scott. It is now 6.38 on Wall Street. Time to take a look at stocks, some of the names that are moving in the pre-market. And for that, we're joined by Bloomberg Radio and Television correspondent, Kritty Gupta. Oh, look, Elon Musk is in the news again. I'm shocked.
9: Yeah, let's, let's start there and get it out of the way if we can. TWTR is your ticker there for Twitter, up five and a half percent in the pre-market. Of course, this comes after billionaire Elon Musk dropped plans to partially fund his purchase of Twitter with the margin load tied to his Tesla stake and increase the size of the deal's equity component to 33.5 billion. That's a lot of jargon for something very simple at the moment. I have no
5: idea what you just said. (laughs) They're
9: just changing the (laughs) financing a little bit. But the reason that shares are up essentially is because it signals he's very serious about this deal. And that was the concern weighing on Twitter shares lately, the idea that if the deal is still on pause, is Elon Musk looking to pull out? He also tweeted last night uh, about uh, concerns around Twitter as well and things that should be changed. So once again, there is this kind of flip-flopping. But right now, that idea that he is looking to fund his purchase uh, or actually making arrangements to do so shows that perhaps he's serious about the deal. So TWTR is your ticker, up 5.5%. But it's really the heavyweight tech names, John that are catching my attention. You gotta talk about Apple. You have to talk about Nvidia because that is the macro story at play right now. Apple in particular, AAPL is your ticker. Down 1.4%. A report coming out saying that the tech giant is planning to keep iPhone production roughly flat in 2022. This is a huge deal because they, of course, are increasing their minimum wage to, so I think, uh, $22 an hour as well. They're also de- uh, looking to kind of deal with more margin pressures and things like that, increasing compensation given this uh, kind of war for talent in Silicon Valley. So if you're not growing your. Well, it's not just Silicon
5: Valley, it's like over here at the Apple store, right? It's, like, it's
9: everywhere. Know. It's okay. everywhere. The labor market is hitting them hard, and they're if you don't have that increased production—then your margins are going to get compressed, and that's, I think, the fear. Who would that be you're the Apple
5: uh, retail union? What the, what, I'm trying to figure out. What's the you retail, are asking the wrong girl.
9: The—I <laughs> worked in retail in high school. Man, I did not work in Apple <laughs> stores. Although I wish I had. I hear they pay well. AAPL, anyways, down 1.4%. Let me throw one more at you here. When
5: the chips are down.
9: NVIDIA, okay. <laughs> but I like the you chip like segue. That. NVDA is your ticker, down 5.5%. This is, of course, the heavyweight chip maker giving a revenue forecast weaker than expected. They, remember, they are also dealing with this enormous demand uh, for chips, but because of those COVID-19 lockdowns in China that have disrupted production and transportation lines, they aren't necessarily able to capitalize on it, and therefore uh, giving a revenue forecast that was weaker than expected. NVDA down 5.5%.
5: Are you off tomorrow? No, you're here, right? No,
9: I'm here, but I will be off next week. Okay, great.
5: Bloomberg, yeah. we'll talk about that tomorrow Sounds instead good. of stocks. Bloomberg Radio and TV <laughs> Markets correspondent, Kritty Gupta. And uh, as a whole, Dow uh, right now, down futures up 61. S&P futures up five. The Nasdaq futures all over the place this morning. Right now, down 17 points. You're listening to Bloomberg Daybreak. Mostly cloudy later today. Maybe shower, the high temperature 70. Tomorrow, cloudy showers, thunderstorms, high 75 to 80. Saturday, showers and storms in the morning, high 75 to 80. This is Bloomberg.
1: Markets, headlines, and breaking news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Bloomberg Business app, and at Bloomberg Quick Take. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash.
2: And I'm Karen Moscow. And U.S. stock index futures have been fluctuating. S&P futures are higher right now. Traders are weighing Federal Reserve minutes that struck a less hawkish, hawkish note. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. S&P futures up eight points right now. Dow futures up 85. Nasdaq futures down 12. The DAX in Germany is up six tenths of a percent. 10-year Treasury up seconds. Yield 2.72%. Yield on the two-year 2.46%. Nine. Crude oil is up nine tenths percent or ninety nine cents at one hundred eleven dollars thirty three cents a barrel. Comex gold down a tenth of a percent or two dollars thirty cents at eighteen fifty twenty an ounce. The euro one point oh seven one six against the dollar. British pound one point two six one seven and the yen one twenty six point six nine. Bitcoin this morning lower down more than two percent at twenty nine thousand one hundred fifty dollars. Today we are looking for a second read on first quarter gross domestic product at eight thirty Wall Street time, along with a weekly report on initial jobless claims. Pending home sales are out at 10, and Macy's is among companies scheduled to report earnings today. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Now here's Michael Barr with more on what's going on around the world. Michael.
4: Karen, thank you very much. Republican Texas Governor Greg Abbott is insisting guns were not the problem. The mass shooting by an 18-year-old that killed 21 people, including 19 children. Abbott instead is pointing to mental health. Two years to the day since George Floyd's death, President Biden... He signed an executive order aimed at increasing police accountability. In the NBA playoffs, the Celtics beat the Heat. Boston now a game away from advancing to the finals. In baseball, the Yankees shut out the Orioles 2 zip. The Giants beat the Mets. The Red Sox lost. The Nationals and A's won. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take. Powered by more than 2,700 journalists and
5: analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg. John. All right, Michael, thank you very much. It is now 6.20 on Wall Street. We are live for the Bloomberg Interactive Broker Studios. This is Bloomberg Daybreak, uh, among the most actively traded stocks in the pre-market. Shares of Apple down 1.5%. Apple is going to keep its iPhone production flat. Let's find out more. Bloomberg QuickTake anchor Alex Webb stopping by to give us some insight. Is this a, a demand or a supply-driven thing? Yep.
10: Almost certainly a little bit of both, but the demand element is probably at this stage more significant. What Apple tends to do is uh, set the the number they demand for production from their suppliers tends to be an upper limit and they work back from that. So the 220 million, uh, there's always a possibility it could be significantly lower than that, uh, but they have got problems in the supply chain. You also then have a lot of people struggling with inflation and Looking at how to spend their budgets, does a thousand dollar iPhone towards the end of this year fall within the, the the you know realm of something that's necessary for a lot of people? Maybe not.
5: Uh, and remind everybody the iPhone, what it means to Apple in terms of uh, the breakdown of its revenue.
10: Well, a far less important than it used to be. Actually, it was about seventy percent. It's sixty six. I think it was. Now it's closer to fifty percent. So they've managed to diversify quite considerably into services and of course other devices, but services include downloads from the app store, Apple TV plus Apple music, all those things, which advantageously for a company like Apple, are more dependable recurring revenue. You might sign a year-long, two-year, you know, you sign up for something on a monthly basis, but you stick around for two years with that subscription. The iPhone, yes, it is very sticky. People do renew it, but they could wait three years before they get a new one or even four, and that's increasingly been the trend. You have got dependable, high-margin revenue with services, and now Apple has pivoted quite successfully towards it.
5: Uh, are they seeing much competition?
10: I mean, no more or less frankly than they have been doing in the past. The bigger concern is actually how competition is going to shape up as we move into the next generation of devices when we think about smart glasses and those sort of things, which then I don't know if we're going to talk about this in a second, but that flicks at this um, issue of competition for employees that Facebook is piling into the space of, of augmented virtual reality and they're hiring a lot of people from Apple as a consequence. So that actually is the threat for Apple right now is competition for talent. Yeah, well, just pay them more. Oh, wait, they are <laughs> right well exactly so that's the news we have overnight that apple's going to start playing its employees uh in the u.s at least 10 percent more this applies of course to the engineering talent they have but also significantly to the retail employees that they have around the country and you know there are two elements there there's competition for employees but there is also um, unionization which potentially apple might be trying to fend off we've seen amazon uh some amazon locations unionized in the past year or so uh apple may have that on the in their view, they might see it as a specter. They might see that on the horizon and go, well, let's try to get ahead of it and buy our employees and some, something more.
5: Okay, so uh, do they anticipate that the extent – what's the extent to which this is uh, going to cut into their, uh, their revenues?
10: I mean, it's highly unlikely to take a big chunk out of their margins, you know, for the, partly for that reason I just said that the stores are really about selling hardware, and hardware is, you know – proportionally not as big a part of their revenue they make so much of it now from from services now they have 400 stores around the world uh, a good chunk of those are in the u.s but i think it's slightly less than than half so uh you know if you think of a few hundred stores and in the scope of uh almost 200 billion dollars well, only no, sorry my apologies almost 400 billion dollars in, in, in revenue it's really something of a rounding error when you look at their overall costs
5: yeah, Alex. Uh, Apple seems to always have something up its sleeve. What's next?
10: We are expecting a big refresh of, of the iPhone later this year. Will be the iPhone 14. Few details have seeped out. Our colleague Mark german has been very much on top of it. Um, I think it's probably going to be the form factor as much as anything else. Look, usually, the upgrades are to do with the, uh, the quality of the camera and the quality of the, of the silicon, the chips running the thing, and you know, that's what we can expect. Without fail whether there's something else that comes alongside of it it's hard to see big significant upgrades at this stage but you don't necessarily need that because if you are upgrading the chips and you're upgrading the camera the phone requires more memory it requires more processing power apps come along that use all of that it gently drags people into the next generation of phones over time even if there's not a significant blockbuster uh, achievement in terms of innovation
5: Alex, we appreciate Thanks for the update. Uh, Alex Webb, our uh, Quick Tank anchor. And again, shares of Apple this morning, among the most actively traded. Right now, they are down 1.5% in pre-market trading. And right now, ahead of the cash open on Wall Street, we're seeing futures mixed this morning. The Dow futures up 82 points. S&P futures, they're up 7. And tech heavy Nasdaq futures. Kind of bouncing between gains and losses right now. They are down 12 points. You're listening to Bloomberg Day Break. And yeah, the Bloomberg weather for today. Cloudy, maybe shower later today, the high 70. Tomorrow showers, thunderstorms in the afternoon, high 75 to 80. This is Bloomberg.
2: Live from the Bloomberg Interactive Brokers Studios, this is Bloomberg Daybreak for Thursday, May 26, 2022. Coming up this hour.
5: Big tech feels the pinch of supply chain bottlenecks and COVID lockdowns.
2: Elon Musk's revised Twitter bids send shares higher in the pre market.
5: And President Biden signs a key executive order two years after George Floyd's death. New York Governor
4: Hochul wants to raise the age to buy guns. Plus, the alleged gunman in Sunday's deadly subway shooting is being held without. Me- I'm Michael Barr. More ahead.
8: I'm Scott Seidenberg. The Yankees win, the Mets lose, and the Rangers go for a 3-2 series lead tonight. I'll have that and more coming up in sports. That's
1: all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak. On Bloomberg 11 New York, Bloomberg 99-1 Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 1061 Boston, Bloomberg 960 San Francisco, Sirius XM 119, and around the world on BloombergRadio.com and via the Bloomberg Business app.
2: Good morning. I'm Karen Moscow,
5: And I'm John Tucker, Bloomberg Daybreak, being brought to you by BNY Mellon's Pershing Insight Conference, back in person June 15th through the 17th at the Gaylord Resort in Grapevine, Texas. Don't miss it. Register now at insight.bnymellon.com.
2: And U.S. futures are higher this morning with S&P futures up about 11 points. Dow futures up 104. And NASDAQ futures that will change. Ten-year treasury up 332 seconds, yield 2.73%. John.
5: Hey, Carol, it looks like markets are groping for direction this morning. It's been an up and down week. The NASDAQ right now is unchanged in early trading following some shakeups in big tech. Pepper International founder and CEO Carol Pepper believes the outlook remains strong despite some uncertainty.
6: When prices get too high
3: on goods right now, consumers are backing off. This stagflation assumes that you have high inflation and that the prices and no growth. I just don't think that's going to happen anymore. I really think we're going to be much more in a situation where inflation will start tapering down and then we'll start to get into a more normalized market probably by the end of the year.
5: Pepper International founder Carol Pepper also believes the U.S. will avoid a recession this year.
2: Well, John, shares of NVIDIA are down in early trading, though off their lowest levels. they slid as much as 10 percent after earnings missed estimates. And NVIDIA said China's COVID lockdowns in the war in Ukraine are weighing on sales forecasts. The chipmaker's CEO also said it's doing its best to combat supply chain bottlenecks. And shares are down more than five and a half percent in the pre-market.
5: And Apple is also shaking up Nasdaq futures this morning with a couple of announcements. Sources say the company plans to keep iPhone production flat this year. It's had suppliers to assemble approximately two hundred twenty million iPhones. That's about the same as last year. Apple also revealed it's raising salaries for U.S. workers by 10%. And Bloomberg QuickTech anchor Alex Webb says it's an important step to retain workers.
10: You have two things, really. You've got this unionization threat, which is something which has been happening across a bunch of tech companies, not least Amazon. So there's a suspicion this is sort of trying to fend that off and say, well, we pay you pretty well already. There's also the threat of people hiring both the engineers, but also from those stores. Bloomberg's Alex Webb
5: says Apple's biggest number of employers comes from its stores and shares of Apple right now. They are down in the pre-market 1.5%. Well,
2: John, yesterday's Fed Minutes are also driving markets this morning. Officials revealed a less hawkish tone than expected. They plan to raise interest rates by 50 basis points at each of the next two meetings, leaving them with flexibility to change course later.
5: And another Fed note, there's word that the Kansas City Fed president, Esther George, will retire in January. George will leave her post at about the same time as Chicago Fed chief Charles Evans. That will create two openings among the 12 regional Fed banks next year
2: stocks in Europe opened higher this morning. Energy shares are leading the stock 600 following gains in oil prices. Overnight in Asia, stocks were choppy following concerning comments from a top Chinese official. And Bloomberg's Juliet Sally joins us with the details from Singapore. Juliet, good morning. Good morning, John and Karen. Chinese stocks fluctuated while bonds rallied and the offshore yuan-led Asian EMFX losses as Premier Li warned China's economy is in some respects faring worse than in 2020. Japanese stocks edged up on reopening prospects and Alibaba was in focus in Hong Kong ahead of its earnings report. The Korean won weakened after the Bank of Korea raised its key interest rate on Thursday and indicated further hikes are coming as it indicated stabilizing inflation is its key goal. In Singapore, Juliet Sali, Bloomberg Daybreak.
5: Sure. Thanks. Back here in the U.S., there's more news from the tech sector. Twitter shares higher in early trading after Elon Musk changed plans to fund his acquisition. He's no longer looking to use a margin loan for his $44 billion purchase of the social media company. Bloomberg's Renita Young is here live with a story. Renita, good morning.
7: Good morning, John. A regulatory filing shows Elon Musk is providing an additional $6.25 billion in equity financing to buyouts order. That will increase the size of the deal's equity component to $33.5 billion, and it's enough to eliminate the margin loan. This new structure could reduce the risk of the deal for both Musk and his lenders, particularly given the recent slide in Tesla's stock price. Shares of Tesla have have shrunk about 40% since Musk first announced his stake in Twitter in early April. Live in New York, I'm Renita Young, Bloomberg Daybreak.
2: All right, Renia, thank you. Let's turn to politics now and the latest move from the White House. Two years to the day since George Floyd's death, President Joe Biden signed an executive order aimed at law enforcement accountability. And Bloomberg's Ed Baxter has the story.
1: President Biden, along with Vice President Kamala Harris, says the administration couldn't wait any longer for the Senate to pass legislation. And Harris says it's not aimed at hurting police, but communication.
9: To strengthen trust between law enforcement and the communities they serve. It creates a new national
3: law enforcement and accountability database. To track records of misconduct so that an officer can't hide the misconduct.
1: And mandates the use of body cameras and record keeping. He says the administration will continue to try and get legislation passed. In
5: San Francisco, I'm Ed Baxter, Bloomberg Daybreak. And thanks, Ed. In Pennsylvania this morning, a high-profile Republican Senate race headed for a recount. Amy Morris has details from our Bloomberg 991 newsroom in Washington.
9: Celebrity Dr. Mehmet Oz, who has Donald Trump's support, leads former Bridgewater Associates CEO David McCormick by 902 votes. That's enough to trigger an automatic recount. Pennsylvania's acting secretary of state, Lee Chapman, says previous recounts and similar tight races in the past have not changed the results of the elections. Counties have to begin the recount by June 1st, and they must be completed by June 7th. In Washington, I'm Amy Morris. Bloomberg
7: Daybreak.
2: All right, Amy, thank you. And S&P futures this morning are higher, up 11 points. Dow futures up 102. And NASDAQ futures are little changed. Straight ahead, your latest local headlines plus a check of sports. And this is Bloomberg.
5: Thanks, Karen. 607 on Wall Street. Time to bring in Michael Barr to find out what else is going on in New York and around the world. John,
4: thank you very much. Investigators say they have yet to determine a motive for mass shooting at a Texas grade school that left 21 dead. Governor Abbott said the only warning came in a series of private Facebook messages sent Tuesday morning. He said, I'm going to shoot my grandmother. The second post was, I shot my grandmother. The third post maybe less than 15 minutes before arriving at the school was, I'm going to shoot an elementary school. Governor Abbott called the 18-year-old gunman a demented person. Meanwhile, Houston, Texas, is preparing for protests of a National Rifle Association convention beginning tomorrow. Former President Trump is expected to speak. New York Governor Kathy Hochul is calling for raising the age to 21 for purchasing assault weapons. Hochul says she wants to raise the legal purchasing age for AR-15 style rifles. That's the same type of weapon used in Tuesday's mass shooting in Texas that left 21 people dead, including 19 children.
7: We must harness that outrage and that anger and that disgust that there could be someone With such wanton evil in their heart that they would acquire an AR-15, go to a schoolyard after shooting their own grandmother, and opening up on innocent children and teachers.
4: Governor Hochul says, I don't want 18-year-olds to have guns, at least not in the state of New York. A man accused of randomly murdering a fellow passenger on a New York City subway train has made his first court appearance. His lawyer urged the judge and the public not to rush the judgment. Andrew Abdullah was ordered held without bail in the death of 48-year-old Daniel Enriquez, who was on his way to a Sunday brunch in Manhattan when he was shot. Democrat Antonio Delgado has been sworn in as New York's lieutenant governor, becoming the state's first person of Latino heritage to serve in the statewide office. Delgado takes over for Brian Benjamin, who resigned following his arrest in April for federal corruption charges. Global news, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr,
5: and this is Bloomberg John. Michael, thank you. It's now 610 on Wall Street time for the Bloomberg Sports Update. And here's Scott Seidenberg.
8: Thanks, John. The Mets fell to the Giants yesterday. Rookie Thomas Zapucky was roughed up in his first big league start. Evan Longoria homered twice. Jock Peterson went deep for the fourth time in two games as the Giants beat the Mets 9-3. For Zapucky, he allowed nine runs on seven hits and three walks. In just an inning and a third, a much different result for Yankees rookie pitcher JP Sears, making his first big league start. Sears tossed five scoreless innings as the Yankees blanked the Orioles two nothing. Hockey tonight, Game Five between the Rangers and Hurricanes from Carolina. Here's head coach Gerard Gallant.
7: We played them two real good games in the building
8: last week, and you know we didn't met with the win, but we played two good hockey games. So. Got to keep working, keep playing, and it's going to be a big Game 5 in their building. NBA, the Celtics beat the Heat 93-80. They're now one win away from a trip to the NBA Finals. Tonight, the Warriors look to close out the Mavericks in Game 5 of the Western Finals. Tennis at the French Open, reigning women's singles and doubles champ Barbara Krejcikova was upset in the first round on Monday, and now... She will not defend her doubles title as the world's number two player tested positive for COVID-19. Elsewhere, Rafael Nadal reached a 300 Grand Slam match victories with his second round win. Only Roger Federer with 369 and Novak Djokovic with 325 have more wins at major tournaments. I'm Scott Seidenberg with Bloomberg Sports. John?
5: And thanks a lot. Uh, Right now, as we look at futures, they've uh, turned green. Dow futures up 115 points. That's up four-tenths of a percent right now. S&P futures, the e-mini futures, up 12 points, up three-tenths of a percent. Tech heavy Nasdaq futures right now. They've turned green up nine points right now. And as we look at the volatility index, the VIX is slightly lower right now at 2821. Wall Street's fear gauge and the 10 year yield in the U.S. down one basis point, the benchmark at 2.72%. You're listening. The Bloomberg Daybreak. Bloomberg weather for today. Cloudy, maybe a shower of the high 70. Tomorrow cloud showers, thunderstorms. Saturday showers and storms ending during the morning. This is Bloomberg.